today I am joined by dynamic duo, Whiskey Fix Boys, Joe Montanez and Ryan Western. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Hello. Thanks for having us. Um, today we're trying something a little different. I'm pretty excited. Um, Ryan has no idea what movie we're seeing. And while I did tell Joe the title of the movie, I gave him explicit instructions not to look anything up because he's a notorious looker-upper. I have no idea what this movie is about. I have no idea what the score is. Yes. I have not told Ryan what the movie is. Good. So because you guys were coming on the show and representing the Whiskey Fix, I wanted to pick a movie that I thought might contain some whiskey. Um, but there's no guarantee because I've never seen it either. I just thought it might be classy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Drum roll. The movie I picked is John Travolta in the 2018 flick Gotti. He's a, a mob boss. Gotti. So, okay. So uh, it's our first drama <laughs> on the show, and. I'm not going to tell you the rating until after we watch it. Also, a new thing for this episode, we're talking about it before we sit down. Mm-hmm. You just saw the movie art. Um, John Travolta plays John Gotti, and we're going to go watch it. I will say, I remember when I saw this trailer, it looked interesting to me. Okay. Yeah. So, and I would like to add, I think Pam didn't trust me to not look up the movie, which is why yeah. <laughs> that, that was uh, that was withheld from me. I want you guys uh, to be surprised, <laughs> okay. and um, I'm I'm excited for this one because I I also I mean I don't think John Travolta is not my favorite actor, but I do kind of expect this movie would be good. So John Travolta played Fonzie, right? Oh my god! I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> So anyway, we're going <laughs> to... That joke. That went really well. Yeah. Well. yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, we are going to pause the podcast and go watch the movie and be back here shortly. All right. See you in a bit. Okay. See ya. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> all I kept thinking through the whole thing. Uh, I'll say this to start out. Um, for what felt like two hours into the movie, I had asked uh, Pam to pause it to see where we were, and we were barely halfway through. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is to say the movie was only an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> all right. Well, just to start, I didn't tell you guys the rating. What did you guys, what would you maybe rate this? Or what do you, what do you think it's on Rotten Tomatoes. Not your rating, but what do you think it is on Rotten oh, Tomatoes? Man. Obviously, you know it's 17% or below to be on this podcast. Yes. Um, knowing that this podcast watches films and discusses films that are 17% or below, this has to be a solid 4%. 4% is what you think wow, is on there. Four. I, honestly, it would kind of be kind of generous. I think it might be 12. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm so happy to tell you guys what the percentage is. <laughs> zero. No. <laughs> it's oh. a zero percent. How many, uh, how many reviews in total? What? Critics, 54. Audience, 7,989. The audience score is 47%. Okay. But, but the critics, critics score... is zero out of 54 credit critics. Yeah, that's a fair number of critics. <laughs> 
Um, so oh <laughs> for our listeners, just like we do on every episode, I'm going to read a little synopsis, go through the cast, the rating, director, blah, 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 before we really jump into it. Did you want to say something? Oh, no, I just didn't know if you wanted to mention that we were drinking whiskey throughout this podcast. Because it's, it's kind of like what we do. Yeah. But yeah. Key theme in this movie was the boss of the boss. That's just like a key phrase, a key saying. And so when we <laughs> sat down, the whiskey fix guys need to drink some whiskey during this episode. Mm-hmm. And they picked. We are drinking a Four Roses single barrel barrel pick from Brown Derby here in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, it is an OBSV aged at 11 years um, at 51.7 ABV. I mean, yeah, it's it's fitting for a crime boss. Mm-hmm. It would, would drink nothing less. Yeah, this is what the <laughs> boss would drink. The boss of the yeah. boss. Yeah. Uh, which also, I said uh, before we watched the movie, I was hoping there would be some whiskey in the movie. And what, about 10 minutes in? He asked for a whiskey <laughs> Oh, I mean, a whiskey neat said in New York Times. Yeah. Oh, is that really what it was? Whiskey neat? Yeah, he said whiskey yes, neat. Whiskey but <laughs> I did not yeah. catch that. I thought it was whiskey <laughs> Yeah. I was like, what is this drink I've never heard of? Did you guys know it was whiskey neat? Yeah. yeah. I literally went the entire movie <laughs> thinking it was whiskey neat. <laughs> Let me get a whiskey <laughs> And you kept it up. That's fine. <laughs> It was a good bit. All right, synopsis. <laughs> Gotti follows infamous crime boss John Gotti, played by John Travolta, his rise to become the Teflon Don of the Gambino crime family in New York City. Spanning three decades and recounted by his son John Jr., Gotti examines, in the movie Gotti, examines Gotti's tumultuous life as he and his wife attempt to hold the family together amongst tragedy and multiple prison sentences. And just as hard as it was to read the word Gotti so many times, so it was to follow the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so difficult. Very much so. Main cast, uh, John Gotti was played by John Travolta. John Jr. was played by Spencer LaFranco. Victoria Gotti, uh, the wife, was played by Kelly Preston. And the other, for me, notable name in the cast was uh, Stacy Keach, who played Neil. The old guy. Yeah, the old yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, Which I've, I've seen him in a lot of other yeah. stuff. Is he the bad guy in one of the Jason Bourne movies? I don't know. It's quite possible. Uh, movies rated R. <laughs> Director was Kevin Connolly. Highest rated movie is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Teenage Paparazzo from 2010. I've never, never heard se- of it. Never seen it. Uh, and his lowest rated movie is Gotti. Um his other notable movies I did want to say Antoine Fisher he directed which and, was a great movie and Secretariat wow so he's done wow. some really good ones he's, done, he's directed a lot of movies um, he's done quite a few this being his worst um, with that said we're going to read the overall critics consensus out of 54 uh, critics and it's simple short and sweet all it says is forget about it I love it. That's okay. The, that's the consensus. Okay. So now you guys know uh, a little bit more about the movie, maybe. Uh, let's jump right into Let's start off on a positive note. Any highlights for you guys? What did you guys like, if anything, about this movie? Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to rack in my brain. Honestly, the, the intro 
what just made me laugh, which yeah. was great. And if it makes me laugh, I would think that's a, a high point. With the, yeah, the whole intro. This rated our drama. It made me laugh. It's it a great movie. Yeah. The whole intro song with Pitbull and featuring whoever else is on that yeah. track. That honestly, it wasn't a bad song. And, um, yeah. yeah, it was like kind of this definitely Italian mobster. It started out that way, and then the song morphed into this more thug. Um, a typical hip, pitbull song. Yeah, hip hop. It got pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, huh, weird energy to start off. Yeah, the thing that was most enjoyable for me uh, in terms of highlights was that it did make me laugh quite a bit. Yeah. Although I'm sure that was not the intended purpose of this film. Yeah. The cars. Uh, the cars are great. Oh there's, yeah. There are some killer, killer vehicles. A lot of really old Cadillacs. So whoever was in charge of that. They did a good job. <laughs> uh, well, a little more background on the movie as we're talking about highlights. Um, there, uh, This movie obviously didn't do well with critics uh, or commercially, uh, but I did read that it was, uh, it did receive some praise for its use of makeup. So when you guys produce you know, a movie, you really like, if nothing else, I hope they like the makeup, right? <laughs> well, I would have to say one, one thing about uh, John, John Jr., Gotti Jr.'s makeup stylist, freaking plastered his hair to his head, <laughs> yeah. so thick. This guy is wearing more product than the salon at oh, Walmart. You're trying I don't know. <laughs> Throughout the movie, I kept trying to figure out how to make these jokes about this guy's hair, and I, I really could not put any of them together. He's got so much olive oil he used all the olive oil. <laughs> I think that's one of the ways he said it. I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, I will say, so one of the things that you mentioned is that uh, in the kind of synopsis of the movie, you talked about this spanning the 30 years um, of John Gotti's life, well, at least that pictured in the movie. Uh, and you mentioned the makeup as well. The only thing that I noticed as we were switching from decade to decade was just that they were wearing different makeup to look make them look older. Like, the scenery didn't really change. They kind of drove the same cars the whole time. They dressed similarly the whole time. So even though it's supposed to be a period movie switching from decade to decade, the only thing was making John Travolta's face look older. I mean, they didn't even bother making John Jr.'s look different at all. Look at old at all. Yeah, he was no. the same... So um, throughout the twenty-five years he was in the movie, yeah. One thing that really bothered me, um, <laughs> moving into the low lights, I guess, but it's kind of tied in there with the highlight, I guess. Um, and I said it so many times while we were watching it, as I don't understand why in this movie they try to patchwork actual newsreel, actual photos of what John Gotti and John Gotti Jr. looked like, but then like. In the movie, it's not like a afterwards, like, oh, here's what they really looked like or anything like that. It's like patchworked as if it's the news footage playing while you're in that time period. And it just threw me off because, honestly, John Travolta and um, what's what's this? Spencer LaFranco, who played John Jr., don't really look anything like the characters that they're trying to per- portray. So even with makeup, going back and forth between these this newsreel and then the acting... I don't know. Threw me off. I think they got the hair down. <laughs> sure. You know, they were showing pictures of the, the real Gotties, and then uh, the actors that played both of them, they definitely got the hair. And, and I would say down. John Travolta more so than uh, Spencer LaFranco, but I mean, 
Yeah, exactly right. And even in those last few scenes where he's supposed to be older and like sitting in a prison, they over overlapped it with like news articles and the actual John Jr. looks so much older mm-hmm. than they portrayed mm-hmm. in the movie. But it was weird because they put those items together. I don't mind when movies use actual footage in the movie. Uh, I kind of find that enjoyable because I feel like it makes it more relatable when you're watching the, the movie characters. But what I didn't like about this movie is that they would use actual news footage, but then like superimpose John Travolta's picture in like actual news footage. Yes. No, see, I would prefer that. Because it doesn't make sense to me to be recognizing John Travolta as the character for like 45 minutes and suddenly see some other guy in a newsreel. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. But they flip-flopped with both of them. Exactly. Like they were way inconsistent. Yeah, that's, yes. that's yeah. what... It was, it was confusing, especially with the timeline of the movie and then adding yeah. all these things. It was like, okay, I don't know who I'm following when. Yeah. I kind of got off track here. I will say the... Yeah, are we almost <laughs> negative yeah, yet? Because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, right on pack that I much. think the scene that connected with me the most, I will say that for oh. me, the best scene in the movie was finally towards the end of the movie when uh, John Gotti and John Jr. are having their like final heart-to-heart before he gets up uh, to leave. And uh, I think that was the scene that felt the most sincere and the acting was the best, was that final clip when he was telling John Jr., do what you gotta do, plea how you gotta plea. I was like, all right, finally, I might, I might be reaching here, but maybe I could feel something towards these characters. Wow. Uh, but it took that whole time and that was the only time. I mean, I know that that um, setting of them talking in that room was mm-hmm. pieced up through the movie, but that final time right before he leaves was the only time that I like felt anything for the character. Okay. Otherwise, I agree. Uh, it was funny. Like right off the bat, <laughs> Joe got up to go get something, and Ryan and I just started laughing <laughs> when the first time John Travolta turns to the camera. <laughs> like, yeah. What is happening? <laughs> Such a weird move. Yeah. Okay, well, not a whole lot in the the realm of highlights there. So uh, let's go into movie lowlights, low moments. Okay, I'll start out on this one. Okay. Uh, I think the worst part about this movie is the terrible Italian accents (laughs) that every single character has. It is just so over-the-top, phony Italian like adding s's to the end of everything yeah. like what are you doing you know like I it's took, I took what a, are you doing I took just a few <laughs> notes during the movie and one thing I wrote down is Travolta's accent reminds me of Prison Mike from The Office like yeah. Steve Carell's <laughs> Prison Mike character yeah something feels weird yeah. like it's, what is that like yeah. I don't know it's bad it was so the film was so, <laughs> gosh, the film was so hard to follow because mm-hmm. they were they were trying they just it was like a shotgun of names every single scene it was every single scene was basically a different environment them talking about why the boss is the boss and they don't, <laughs> and you don't question him yeah and then they just blurt out these names of people you're supposed yeah. to just the know bull, or figure out yeah. Yeah. yeah so they all yeah have these like nicknames for each other and so like cool and that's really what it was like okay we yeah. go we got a problem we're gonna, we're gonna take care of it we're gonna sit down in this living room we're gonna say their names 
Mm-hmm. We're going to say <laughs> why the boss is in charge, and yep. then we take care of it. That was basically the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is the overarching theme of this movie: is the boss is the boss, <laughs> yeah. or the boss is the boss. Um, another note that I took down was: this is a movie that reminds me that acting is make believe. <laughs> <laughs> There was no point. As soon as anyone came in the room, every time Kelly Preston talked, I was laughing. Yeah, it was that a was, total joke. That was rough. John Travolta, oh man, it was just bad. Acting was terrible. And it was like the whole time I never got enveloped in the story, I was reminded what acting is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Acting that's is good. fake. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were some, you know, what's the... Uh, are we allowed to say the word penis on this podcast? Yes, yes, you certainly can. <laughs> there were some uh, some interesting penis innuendos um, that that was kind of like maybe a yeah it was like weird because they would be talking about n- yeah. nothing and then all of a sudden you should see the balls on this guy. It was like why is he making just a lot of penis jokes? <laughs> yeah, or, you know, not jokes, but yeah, you really went had to wonder what was like. They really... Did they, well, whose choice was that? Was that like a director choice? Or like, you know what? They actually just did talk about dicks all <laughs> the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's like, it's just a fact. Yeah. So we ought to throw it in there. Yeah. Um, what Hashtag, that's the most uh, historically accurate part of the movie. <laughs> just, <laughs> we, they said we have so many quotes. <laughs> yeah. We have to put them in there. Yeah. Obviously, this uh, movie is based on real life events. So I'm not spoiling anything um if you were to wikipedia no, oh please spoil whatever you want about this movie. but uh you know in, in one of the scenes early on in the movie uh in probably the first mention of a penis um john Gotti's youngest son dies in a car accident um and all the other uh crime guys are kind of around him like hey john it's gonna be okay and out of nowhere he goes <laughs> yeah. he didn't even have hair on his prick yet <laughs> And I'm like, wait, why? <laughs> why? Where? Why, why did yeah. he go there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. There was there was a scene too after his son died where he goes in. John Travolta goes into Kelly Preston. There's no, no like here, the, none of these scenes <laughs> make sense. Yeah, that, the, the best part of that scene was. <laughs> so it's so, it was so over the top and dramatic. He gets her, he rips open the blinds. <laughs> the like sun's right on her. Yeah, she, and she's, and like, she's acting uh, like it's burning her skin. Yeah, she's like, uh, and like, yeah, we'll put all the medication in this. And you're going to get through this. Enough, enough moping around, blah, 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 you know, just berating her. And then he leaves. I'm going to make you some coffee. <laughs> yeah. like, and walks out. I'm leave all these drugs here. I'm going to get you some coffee. Yeah. Oh man! And then of course it's fine. We zoom forward into another part of their life, so we yeah. don't really know where we are ever. Yeah, cutscene <laughs> yeah. jail. It jumped around so much, and I get that it's supposed to jump around. We're supposed to see different aspects of John Gotti's life, but the constant back and forth between we're going forward ten years, we're going back a year, we're going back a couple more years. Now we're jumping up ten years. <laughs> it is all <laughs> over the place. Yeah, and you know. It, so maybe the theme is just supposed to show John Gotti's life in general, but there is no theme to this movie. Yeah, but, but even that, mess. like, what did we learn about him? Like, we, like, what do we, I mean, other than he got convicted a bunch of times, is that what this movie was about? I don't it, know. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. It was hard to know because they hardly did anything. Mm-hmm. They did a few things, 
but primarily, like I said before, would go into a room, talk about the pots, tell <laughs> how they were going to handle it, throw out their names, and then cut scene to another time period. Yep. Um, I got to bring up, though, one of our, I think, all three of us, one of our favorite moments in the movie Ooh. was when John Jr. meets his wife. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, co- the like, cookout. They're having, like, some uh, block party or something. Which is in the mid-80s. <laughs> yeah. But I'll say this. Yeah. The music is another Pitbull song. Yeah. So Pitbull yeah. plays a very large role in this movie. Yeah. In terms of background music. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they're at this black party. And um, John Jr. <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. John Jr. sees this woman who clearly looks like she's maybe in her 30s. Maybe. I would even say late 30s for me. In terms of an actress? like Yeah. 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 And he goes up to her and he's like, you know, hey, let's get a drink or whatever. And she's like, I'm 16. I can't drink that. And he's like, all right, a soda then. And the three of us look at each other and we're like, 16? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then the more confusing thing is it flash forwards maybe a few years later, and then that's when they're getting married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then and I have no idea how and old then, John Jr. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Because he never gets older either. Yeah, so I'm like, is that okay? Who's the like, actress that plays his wife? Um, Megan Leonard. Megan Leonard? His wife is named Kimberly, and uh, Megan Leonard plays Kim in the movie. Anyway. Anyways, but yeah. then, back to her age, though, is right at the end of the movie, they show John Jr. hugging his wife before he's going to go to jail, and somehow she looks youngest when she's supposed to be oldest. In the she movie, looked yeah. super old in the, when it was supposed to be the 80s, and then I thought that was one of his daughters when he was first hugging her, and then he, like, <laughs> holds her a little longer, and I was like, oh, wait, that must be That's his wife? Mom? Like, I didn't recognize her, and she looked so young then? I don't know. Yeah, oh, so weird. All right, so acting. What did you guys think of the acting? We've sort of talked about that already. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. I think um, I think Stacy Keach probably acted the best. Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> he's just he, kind of the same character and everything. But. He he is he's typecast. He's yeah. that like strong, uh, kind of intimidating type. Um, so I mean that's the role that he does best, and that's the role that he played in this movie, which. He did well, except he got the worst lines. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. gave him the lines. worst lines. Maybe like uh, like ten lines the whole movie. The boss is the boss. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> like, you, so you want one. me to say, Paul's the boss. <laughs> let everyone know that he's the boss and not to question him in yeah. this scene. Yeah, got it. I just did that like two scenes yeah. earlier, but he's like, yeah, yeah same thing. <laughs> this time I'm gonna put the emphasis on is. Yeah, is the boss the is boss. the boss. Yeah. The boss, the boss is the, the boss. boss. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> All right, so story. Obviously, it's a real story. It's interesting from a gangster perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was told well at all. Yeah, you know, this is a, a genre, and I say genre, but it's it, it, it's real life. Um, but there are so many other movies that did it better. Uh, honestly, the first movie that I thought of when we started watching this was Black Mass, um, with Johnny Depp that came out maybe a year before this did. But that was the, uh, that followed the crime boss Whitey Bulger mm-hmm. in Boston. Um, and that movie was really well done. 
I really, I don't have, I have so many negative things to say about Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it is so bad. Yeah, it just would not stop. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't. Oh, gosh. And then uh, it ended the same way it began, which was yeah. just. Which would probably be the only thing for continuity. Yeah. would be the start mm-hmm. and the end. Brought back the song. Yep. <laughs> which they started with. So, also, I mean, so frustrating. <laughs> the movie was just frustrating. <laughs> because you couldn't... <laughs> as if if just if you couldn't understand, or if you couldn't even track where it was going, A. B. Hard to understand what people are saying. Mm-hmm. C. What they're saying is terrible, because yes. it's just weird names and weird lines. You put that all together was... Gotti's deathbed where he's got a cancer mouth and I'm not like and like I'm jokingly you put that way like of course you're not gonna be able to understand what he says it's like but yeah. he already has a terrible accent yeah and so he's like you have to put that on top yeah. of that oh yeah. my gosh I have no idea what he said for that whole yeah. five minutes yeah. <laughs> I was gonna bring up the wedding scene mm-hmm. um Oh, there's a couple scenes. I was I'm just gonna up bring now. up the wedding scene though, so this is perfect. I'll start with the wedding scene. Uh, John Jr. is getting married to you know his 35 year old, 19 year old bride. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, his Benjamin Button bride. Yeah. yeah, there's uh, there's some live jazz music, um, and it was great. Uh, but then when the song is over, there's a really interesting scene where John Travolta's character turns around and gives like a thumbs up to the band leader. And then almost the in the band... style of like an 80s freeze frame, like yeah. fist in the air, only it was just like a thumbs up. And then the band yes. leader gives him a thumbs up back. <laughs> and it's a really odd but yet intimate moment between John Gotti and this character you know nothing about. Yeah. Yes. Like, why was this in yeah. here? Like what is I would be more interested to see the backstory behind their relationship <laughs> as opposed to what this movie was actually about. Yes. Yes. Oh man. I feel I mean yeah, are we supposed to know if that person was famous? Like Yeah. Yeah, it, maybe. Could have been it could have been like Sinatra's son. Mm-hmm. Is like my only only thing I'm because I have nothing to base off. Yeah. yeah. Why? But just how he sounded, that's what it seemed like. But they didn't introduce him Mm-mm. or or anything. But it was He's important a... to capture the thumbs up. Yeah. yeah it was what? an odd exchange of thumbs yeah. up. Uh, there's a scene where John Jr. and some of his buddies like kill a guy in a bar, and then they're back at the safe house afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and John Gotti, John Travolta's character walks in and just starts slapping the shit out of everyone. Like, not hitting, but like just opening slapping. Yeah. And what, what I thought of is like, you know, there's there's guys in like sound studios that have to make noises. Yes. And then, you know, they insert that audio digitally. Like, the, when they were putting together the audio of this movie, I could just see the audio engineer like hitting the slap noise button yeah. just like yeah. non-stop for you know 45 seconds in this scene yeah. because there is an awful lot of slapping that happens um, and I found that to be hilarious yeah, yeah it was so good I think a, a standout <laughs> scene for me was uh, there was after a meeting with Paul the, the uh, 
boss at the time mm-hmm. before he was taken out. And they were in his big old mansion. Everyone walks out. They get, get in their cars. Paul's <laughs> in his front door wearing, oh, yeah. Yeah, wearing his a whole suit minus the jacket. He's decided to put on silk pajamas yeah. over, over the, suit. the yeah. suit. You can see the shirt and the tie. And that's all you see of him. He's like getting, giving everyone a hug. Deuces. I go back yeah. in, but I just love that look yeah. for, for yeah. Paul. It was the end all and be all of yeah. business, business <laughs> yeah. casual. It was the boss of business casual. You can't get yes. more business and you can't get more casual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right. We're moving into the reviews segment. So this is where I read a few critics reviews and a few non-critic reviews. And you guys tell me if you think that they are appropriate or accurate. Before I move into this next segment, uh, I do need to get a little bit more whiskey in my glass. Please. Uh, so here is me pouring whiskey into my glass. Wow. Man. ASMR oh, so the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Johnny Alexinki from the New York Post says, I'd rather wake up next to a severed horse head than ever watch Gotti again. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, more, that's more mob jokes. Yeah, like pretty it. pretty dramatic, but not going to disagree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe that'll be the next next review, waking up to horse head. <laughs> How is that? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Alex Gordon from the Pittsburgh City Paper says, they've delivered a dish that's somehow burnt and cold, bland, and overspiced. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. I like the food. I, I, I think yeah. that's pretty well said, in my opinion. That person should write food reviews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh City Paper, they're hiding you, well, maybe, Alex Gordon. Maybe, yeah. he, maybe he's actually the food writer, and the <laughs> and then movie critic was this. out that week, <laughs> yes. and he had to fill in, yes. and he just went to what he knows best. He's like, uh, how, can I des- how can I describe this film? Or, even better, he, Burnt. Was, yeah, he was actually reviewing food, got put on the movie assignment, and just submitted the food review <laughs> as his movie review. <laughs> Yes. All right, uh, this is our last <laughs> critics review, and it's from Tim Brayton from Alternate Ending, and he says, the best So Bad It's Good movie of 2018, if not the entire decade. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's a good question. I don't think that this was So Bad It's Good. I think this was just bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it did. <laughs> it definitely had its moments that were funny. Yeah, but this uh, was a drama was about so a mobster. Yeah, like. it was supposed to be very serious. It just was not. It was not delivered. It did not deliver. Nope. <sighs> so uh, this next review is just a regular person, and they chose the username K Knife C, and they said, "How about the movies? You like you like what's that movie you like so much about spaghetti meatballs or something? Go see that." That was a direct quote from the movie, if you guys remember John Travolta mm-hmm. talking to his child oh, yeah, yeah, when he yeah. gave him the money. So that's where this review starts, and he says, Edited in a blender, this laughably bad biopic of the notorious John Gotti was mired in development hell over the last decade with something like four different directors and countless rewrites. The final product is an absolute mess of extremely violent spurts punctuating a boring series of clunky framing devices and Goodfellas-style narration. 
this review does continue to go on, but I will say the last sentence of the review says, then Pitbull does the main theme. If that's that's any indication of the poor decisions being thrown about in this catastrophic love letter to a horrible criminal. One star. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the purpose of that scene too when he's like, here's some money, get some ice cream, go to the movies. And the one kid's like, I don't like ice cream. And he's like, well, get a fudge pop. And then he's like, I don't like the movies. And it's like, what is the point of this little conversation right now? Yeah. I don't, I didn't understand why why that was Why were they, and they were so sad. Yeah, they were so sad. For no reason. Yeah. And he just comes in. Somebody just gave you money, kid. Like, get the F out of here. (laughs) All right, final review. We're going to end on a high note. Dativ T says, just got back from seeing this, and I loved it. Five stars. Huh? Who? That's that's just That's the best review? That is just an average person out there put five stars, and they said that. Go to Rotten Tomatoes, that review is on can there we for post, this movie. Can we post a rebuttal to that review? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reply. Rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. Do, do what, you like movies? <laughs> are you sure you meant to write that on this movie? <laughs> All right, so final thing then. If you were to give this movie a percentage of your own, what would it be? And you know what? I think that I'm going to give it... I think I think zero is pretty harsh. I think I'm gonna yeah. I'm yeah. gonna give it a three percent. If I if I had to give it a one one out of five whiskeys, ooh, um, it would get one whiskey. Yes, <laughs> and that's I, what does I that equate to percentage wise? Then twenty five percent. Uh yeah, I less guess. than 20 percent. Yeah, twenty. Mm-hmm. All right, giving it twenty percent. Wow, Joe. I'm going to give this movie a five. A five. All right. So yeah, I stand. I stand behind twenty percent because I have a, seen so many, so many more worse movies than this. <laughs> okay. uh, so I know, I know how, how like far the barrel goes. And you know what? There, there was an entertainment value to this movie, although it was not uh, experienced in the actual drama but rather the comedy of them trying to be serious. And you know what? I am thinking back, and we did laugh a lot, and maybe I should rethink my so bad it's good statement, because I said it was just bad, but we laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is so bad it's good, but I'm going to stick with my percentage of it. Okay. For what it is, it was supposed to be a drama. I think so bad it's good is a whole different category. Uh and it was really bad for what it was trying to be. What did you give it? 3%. A 3? So our cumulative percentage from Cream of the Crap and the Whiskey Boys from the Whiskey Fix is 9.3%. Yep. Yeah. That's what we got. And I, I feel that that is very nice of us. It's <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's nicer I, I, than I, what Rotten Tomatoes yeah. gave it. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's, that's pretty brutal. Great. Well, um... That concludes the show, unless you guys have any other comments. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, at The Whiskey Fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's whiskey spelled with an E, at The Whiskey Fix. Yeah. Um, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks we for coming on. <laughs> Cheers, y'all. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cream of the crap. Cream of the crap. 
Congratulations, you made it through episode 3 of Cream of the Crap. Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, you found us on one of the platforms, but if you are looking for the other ones to like and subscribe, we're on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and you can give us a follow over on Instagram at Extra Whip for behind the scenes and extras. See you on the next episode.